Happy Friday, everyone. Hello and welcome to Karsmanski Podcast. This is your host, David Karsmanski, and today we'll be going over the most important news that happened in the last 24 hours since my last episode dropped yesterday. Uh, and you encourage to check out earlier episodes this week if you're interested in things that happened earlier because I'm always on the front edge of things telling you about the things that happened very recently. Today we have a pretty busy episode with some nice rumors, great new cars and the official information and with that in mind, let us all get started. First up, as of course the tradition at this point is, let's talk about the fresh rumors and teasers, the first one coming from Lexus about some very exciting models. So potentially we're getting three F models this year being ISF, LCF and LSF uh, with all coming with V8s. That is still a rumor, not confirmed, but if it is true, that'll be very exciting indeed because ISF, first of all, we're not sure whether it was coming or not at the end of the day. Now this report claims that it will be coming with a V8 that's naturally aspirated, same as LC500, with around 472 horsepower. But again, there's been many, many reports saying different things from the BMWs uh, inline six all the way to the in-house twin turbo V6 from Toyota. So we'll wait and see for that one, but the other two seem realistic. It's the LCF Coupe and LSF sedan sharing a newly developed twin turbo four liter V8 with as much as 660 horsepower, which is almost like the brand new CT5V Blackwing. If the V8s indeed come true, probably will be one of the last V8s, well, maybe not for the LS model, but definitely for LC. And even if IS makes it, definitely will be the very last V8 in that range. And additionally, the same report is saying that the new LF US SUV, uh, the car that will be replacing LX, which was based on the LC200 Land Cruiser, will be coming out in July. So that will be a different uh, SUV, I guess you can call it. It won't be the body on frame like the Land Cruiser, but focus will instead be on luxury. So that is coming in the summer, according to the report. Next up, we have Porsche, and this time is not a rumor, but a teaser. Uh, but they are still teasing a mysterious 911 GT model uh, that will be debuting on February the 16th. Porsche is saying that this will be the youngest member of the Porsche 911 GT family, which raises questions of which model this will be. While the car was shown with a silhouette in the dark, we were able to see a large wing, just like the, on a GT3 or GT3 RS, even uh, posing more questions about what this actually is. Since Porsche has mentioned it, this is the youngest member of GT family, some are saying this potentially could be the GT3 Touring. And maybe it's a brand new model in the GT lineup, who knows? Something like GT1 or something. But the wait, of course, won't be long. The debut is coming on February the 16th. Next up, a company we rarely mention these days, Lancia apparently is getting a new model. So the rumors and announcement from Stellantis that every brand will get its chance seem to be true and Lancia is announced to have a new model coming in addition to the Ypsilon one. More importantly, Lancia will be a premium model in same spec as Alfa Romeo and DS and all three of them will get jointly developed models and that's how a new Lancia is possible. This model is expected to come as soon as 2024 and no real details are known at this point. 
with that, no further information is known and it will definitely take a couple of years for us to even know anything about this one, but it's exciting to see the iconic brand come back to life. Moving along, some fresh rumors are coming from the Tesla camp where there are rumors of the new Tesla Model 2 being in the final stage of development. Tesla, according to rumors, has started assessment of its upcoming affordable car and it's really planning to launch it in China. The car will be based on Model 3, but will be smaller and will be cheaper as well, with the price potentially starting around 25,000, which is gonna be even better if there are incentives from the government. Nothing official has been announced, but Tesla mentioned that in Q4 2020 earning report uh, that there's a future product coming. Uh, again, nothing is known about the car, but uh, there is a rumor that it is designed by local talent in China and not Tesla's team itself. Anyway, we'll wait and see what the tiny hatchback will look like. But on the other side of spectrum, Tesla's biggest car, the Semi, is ramping up its production according to rumors. According to the rumor, there is already some work that started on the Semi and the release candidate series will be produced in May 2021 with pilot series production starting in July 2021 and the series production to start in August 2021, overall making about 2,500 cars in 2021 and ramping up production to 10,000 in 22, 25,000 in, uh, in 23 and in 24. The body will be produced in Fremont, California, while the final assembly will initially be completed in Nevada and finally finished in Texas, Giga Austin, once that's completed. The plan definitely seems aggressive and being just a rumor that could be the initial conversation in Tesla themselves, uh, but 2500 in 2021 is pretty optimistic. We'll wait and see again. And with that, the rumor and teaser section is done. Let's talk about some new cars that are hitting the market. First up, the one I missed yesterday because I released my podcast before the reveal happened. It's the new Nissan trucks. First up, the 2022 Nissan Pathfinder. A brand new refreshed Pathfinder is finally out there and it's been long overdue. Well, this design is very handsome. It looks like a bigger Rogue, which was pretty handsome itself and it was refreshed inside and outside as well. On the inside, it gets sleek looking three rows and a front console with 12 inch digital instrument cluster, optional nine inch display while the standard is eight inch and of course, heads up display. Interestingly, second row can be configured into two seats or captain's chairs, making a bit more of a luxury room inside Pathfinder. You get pretty standard safety, um, technologies in the car as well, what Nissan calls Safety Shield 360, and they do come even with a base model. On a performance side, there is still 3.5 liter V6, making 284 horsepower with 259 pound-feet of torque. Um, there is base front-wheel drive and optional all-wheel drive. And finally, the CVT has been replaced. Now it's gonna be a nine-speed automatic gearbox, and thanks to that, the towing capacity has increased to 6,000 pounds. Pricing hasn't been announced, uh, but shouldn't be far off from the older model that starts at 32,000 or can be started at 45,000 in the top trim. And the car is coming in the summer of 2021 and definitely has its spot in rather handsome Nissan light lineup of lately. 
another truck that has been refreshed by Nissan is of course the 2022 Frontier and the design again is all new and it also was very much overdue as the old car is ancient at this point uh, and the design is definitely fresh and in line with what Nissan is producing these days and is definitely handsome um, maybe even more handsome than the competitors Toyota Tacoma and Ford Ranger it still shares old trucks chassis and cab structure but definitely there's lots of new parts inside and out inside you find the, the class leading base display of 8 inches and there's a 9 inch display available just like on the Pathfinder. It offers pretty standard array of technologies that are expected these days like Apple CarPlay, Android Auto, wireless charger, Wi-Fi hotspots, surround view monitor and others. Most of them are options of course. And as for the power, it has the engine that was introduced last year as an update to 2020 Frontier which is a 3.8 liter V6. Uh, having 310 horsepower and 281 pound-feet of torque, sending that through 9-speed automatic to either rear-wheel drive or all-wheel drive. The power is class-leading, but the payload is not as much. Uh, the truck can haul up to 1,600 pounds of payload or tow up to 6,700 pounds. While the Ranger, for example, can tow up to 7,500 pounds and haul 1,900 pounds. Frontier also has improved handling. It should behave a little bit better on the bumps compared to predecessor uh, due to some tech and new parts. The Nissan 360 safety shield is also available in this car, but the profile assist is not here this time. The new Frontier is still expected to cost around 30,000 and will come in four different grades. The top version will be Pro 4X being off-road ready. Another very capable truck that was revealed today is the 2021 Toyota Hilux AT35. It's a modified Hilux built by Arctic Trucks and you remember one of their products in the old Top Gear that crossed the Antarctic. Hilux AT35 was raised, given of course new tires and it had some tweaking of the frame and the arches. There's been some sort of suspension upgrades and new front, rear, front and rear differentials. The conversion does cost pretty expensive, around 25,000 US at current exchange rates and is powered by a standard 4-cylinder 2.8-liter turbo diesel with 200 horsepower and 369 pound-feet of torque. So in addition to 25,000 of course you need to buy the donor truck, but the end result looks pretty good. And a quick mention of the truck we discussed yesterday, the F-150 Raptor, which was spotted landing massive jumps in the desert. Uh, some videos were posted on Instagram of the truck jumping, perhaps for its video campaign, and it definitely got around 10 feet of air, which was massive, and there were a few jumps, and F-150 Raptor dealt with them pretty well. And another interesting detail about the truck is about the new class-leading 37-inch tires. It is said that the company had to modify its production line because the car was just too tall and they had to use the 2020 version on foam blocks to make sure everything is set for the reveal and production of the 2021 Raptor with 37-inch tires option. So definitely shows that a lot of work has been done and makes us even more exciting for the Raptor R that's coming next year. And since we're talking about trucks a lot today, let's mention another one, Jeep Wrangler Rubicon 392, the V8 powered Wrangler that is coming soon, has its official range revealed and the numbers are quite appalling. 
It has a combined rating of 14 miles per gallon, which is slightly better than Dodge Durango SRT or the T-Rex uh, powered by Hellcat, but still 14 miles per gallon is worse than some supercars like Lamborghini Huracan or McLaren 720S. Um, definitely no one will be considering efficiency when they're buying a V8 Wrangler, but still the numbers are there and it shows you that Dodge does not really care about emissions or uh, range at this point, but the more the better. And perhaps enough about truck, let's talk about racers, maybe a racer. 2022 Audi RS3 LMS is debuting as the entry-level race car, packing up to 340 horsepower from a 2.0-liter 4-cylinder turbocharged engine. The first-generation RS3 LMS is retiring after 180 examples have been delivered, and this is a new version which includes the design of the brand new 2021 Audi A3, which is interesting because the regular RS3 is not out yet, but we've seen a lot of spy shots, and of course it will be similar to the new A3. The car is looking pretty striking with the Audi Sport livery. It has a giant radiator grille in the front, centrally mounted exhaust pipe at the back, and of course a huge wing. Audi is also saying that there were advancements in the safety department, uh, with a new roll cage made of steel tubes and a six-point safety belt. There are also optionally available seat swapping nets, which is pretty interesting. So overall, the car is pretty cool, and I would definitely want one. Another car that we've discussed in detail, or cars, this week, are the Blackwings. And now, as the options are available, uh, there are official estimates on the fully loaded cars. The CT5 Blackwing will cost over 120,000 US and the CT4 Blackwing will be just below 85,000. And while all options are not available, there are some that include automatic transmissions, upgraded brake packages and carbon fiber aero packages apart from others. So pretty expensive, but also that's what you pay for the top uh, spec model. And again, we don't really talk about Lancia too much these days, but when we talk about them, we talk about them twice because there is a new Lancia Ypsilon facelift on the market. And while it doesn't look as updated, there are some changes to the Fiat 500-based Lancia. Apart from slightly refreshed look on the outside, you do get some things on the inside, including the new 7-inch infotainment system, Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. On the power unit you do get a mild hybrid powertrain that's shared between the electrified Fiat 500 and Panda and that's a three-cylinder one-liter gas engine making mighty 70 horsepower. But perhaps you'll forgive the low power knowing the price which is starting at 15,000 euros or 18,000 US. The car is as far as I know only available in Italy and it's quite a top seller over there. Uh, it's a second model uh, in terms of volume and the first model being Panda from Fiat, it's the same brand. Now the new model that we've seen recently was the, was the updated Tesla Model S and we we're not sure whether the new yoke steering wheel is actually legal. Well now we have confirmation at least in Europe because the European Commission has approved the interestingly designed yoke steering wheel. We're yet to hear from the US regulators but I'm thinking that it will be approved as well. Perhaps not a new car, but definitely car enthusiast related. There is a new watch uh, that's coming from the collaboration of Porsche and Tag Heuer. Uh, they're announcing a $6,000 
Tag Heuer Carrera Porsche Chronograph that shares some of the design elements of the 911. And if I knew more about watches, I definitely would have told you about it. But all I know is that it's car related and it costs $6,000. And with that, we're done with a pretty big segment of new cars. Let's very quickly talk about some official stuff that's happening in the industry. First up, we have some data from Consumer Reports that ranked the satisfaction of car brands. And it doesn't necessarily mean build quality or else. It just means how did the brands meet the expectations of the customer. And interestingly, Infinity is on the last place with only 48% satisfaction. On top, you find Tesla that uh, was ranked very highly for driving, comfort, and in-car electronics, and it wasn't as satisfactory in terms of its value. In terms of German automakers, the first one is Porsche, but overall is only on a seventh place. Ranked extremely highly on driving and comfort, but not as much on cabin storage and value. On second and third, we have Lincoln and Ram, and making up the fourth and fifth, Chrysler and Subaru. Subaru being the top Japanese manufacturer and just to note that Hyundai was the top Korean manufacturer and overall in sixth place, yes, above Porsche. So that's how the consumers ranked their satisfaction with the brands and some interesting results there. Now the piece of news comes from the highly awaited Rivian range of SUVs and pickups and Rivian announced that they will open 10 showrooms that they call retail experiences, much like Tesla is do, has done uh, with opening their experience centers in the malls. While the purchases will be done fully online, these will of course complement uh, the brand and will allow customers to experience Rivian without going outside of the comfort of a shopping mall. And with that, we're done for today and for the week. Thank you very much for sticking around for the whole week. We're back on Monday with fresh news that we'll experience over the weekend. Again, thank you very much for listening. I encourage you to listen to previous episodes if you're interested in previous news. And I always thank you very much. Hope you guys have a great weekend. Take care.